Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the U.S. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we're talking about an alarming digital trend that needs to stop. Hey guys, are you overwhelmed with the amount of work you need to do to market your business? Do you need help? Get unlimited personalized online marketing support 24-7. Yes, 24-7 from Andrew and myself. Join Digital Traffic Institute now and get our special podcast listener bonuses by heading to digitaltrafficinstitute.com forward slash special. Hey there, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 113. We are digging into an alarming trend. Yes, we are concerned. Heather and I have both discussed this alarming trend in the digital space that is happening more and more. And just a few emails brought it to our attention only in the last couple of days. So we thought, you know what? We're going to have a bit of a chat about it. Heather Porter, you are here to chat about an alarming trend. Hello. (laughs) I certainly am. It's so important that we address this and we have some great stories to share with you guys. So you'll totally get it. Yeah. Um, Hello, Andrew. Hey, Heather. How are you doing? What's going on? How, what have you been up to lately? What have I been up to? Well, yeah, okay. I'll share something with you. Um, So I, I'm a quite a whiz kid in this thing called Entreport, which is the marketing system or the CRM system uh, that we use in our business. Entreport's like Infusionsoft. It's kind of like a really fancy MailChimp. Basically allows you to send out emails and keep track of leads and clients. But um, why I'm bringing this story up is that I have in the last couple of weeks um, trained a couple of business owners on using Entreport. And the reason why I'm bringing this story up, I think, is kind of important. So I did a a full training for four hours, which after the fact, I totally get it. It was way too long. Like, if you're new to this space, I've been using Entreport for like, what, six years, Andrew? You just asked me the other, the other yeah. day, in, in a percentage, how much would you know Entreport? And I said like, you know, 85% or whatever. So it's taken me years to get there. So trying to train a couple of business owners in four hours how to use the, the thing is a stretch. I get that that that, didn't, that, that didn't seep in. But then I followed up with them. I had a training for a couple of hours, follow-up training. And in that training, um, you know, it was, I, was, I, I tried a new approach. I was basically saying, so do you get this? What do you not get? Is any of this, un, you know, confusing? Um, where would, and I was like saying, you know, where would you go next? So right now on your screen, show me what you would do next. We had this whole training. And what I realized is still that didn't seep in either. Mm. So a couple things come come to mind. I think... And I think this is the it ties in nicely with the trend we're going to talk about. But saying yes, you get something when you don't, you sh- especially as a business owner, is such a waste of your time. It's okay to not get something. I think that more and more of us are feeling foolish and saying, "Yeah, I get that," or "Yeah, totally, yeah." Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but really, you have no idea what's going on, and then you know, th- then you're sitting there, left stuck, feeling even more embarrassed to ask the person for help or whatever. So, I guess the thing I learned was that um, it's totally okay to say, "Actually, I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> it leads to a vicious spiral, doesn't it? If you if you don't don't get it in the first part, it's only going to get worse. 
yeah. as you go yeah. on. And, 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 you know, especially when you're talking techie stuff, and you and I know this pretty well because we've been teaching it for a long time, is that people need time to process this stuff. You know, we, we've taken six years to process it. They've taken, yeah. you know, three hours to do it. And, and uh, I, I guess the other thing to that is the fact that um, they allocate time for you to train. And mm. I get this all the time as well. They're like, well, do you think we can do it in three hours? Or do, can we just do it in two and expect to get the results that you've got in two hours? Well said. You know, and we hear, <laughs> I hear this all the time. It's like, well, you know, I've got your course. Do I have to be there for the whole two hours? <laughs> well, no, you don't. You don't have to be there for any of it. But don't expect to get any results. But the other mm. thing is the expectations that they put on the, the outcome of whatever it is that they're learning. I mean, it's almost like saying, hey, you know what? You're a black belt in karate. Can you teach me in the next half hour to be a black belt? And I've never done a karate before. It just Such doesn't work, right? So I guess expectations are a big thing about that too. But uh, yes. Yeah, and I take responsibility for that. But that's why I thought I'll come back and I'll totally change my perspective and how I'm doing it. Um, but I think the, the thing I'd like to just leave everybody with, including myself, is don't feel stupid if you don't understand the answer. Like it's just like you said, Andrew, it's going to – put you into a downward spiral where you even feel more embarrassed to say, actually, I have no idea what you just told me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we come across this um, a couple of years ago when we uh, were dealing with some different cultures and we were outsourcing some of our work to different cultures. And it's some great. of their cultural um, background is that they, they will not, uh, to save face, they'll say yes all the time. They don't want to uh, be appearing to not know what's what's happening. So they'll often say yes, even though when they don't, they don't know what's going on. So I remember going through this and, and making it super simple that they had to almost pass some tests before I would go on, which would tell me without them saying they don't understand, it would clearly tell me in the tests uh, whether they would actually know what we're doing because otherwise you, know, you, you go, you know, you, you're three or four hours into a training and you should have stopped, you know, an hour, hour before or an hour after you started because they didn't speak up and say, hey, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Mm. Brilliant, love it. And what about you? Anything interesting happening? You know what? Yeah, I did. I um, I was due. I spoke. I was due to speak three times in the last seven days. Um, two of the events that I was going to speak at both got cancelled, and another one that I was connected with. So the fourth event that I was connected with, I wasn't actually going to speak, but some of my friends were speaking at it. Theirs got cancelled as well. And mm. I found it interesting and people said, well, why did, why did it get cancelled? And someone offered up a lame excuse saying, oh, everyone's so busy right now. And I'm like, that's crap. I've never heard any more, any more crap about that. I think the problem is that the topics or the, um, and this goes back to our last episode of our podcast. And if you haven't heard it with Brett Thompson, go and check it out. But um, it goes back to enticing people with a strong call to action or a strong headline. And I think the uh, people that were in charge of um, putting out the marketing and, and uh, attracting people to the event really don't have that down pat. And mm. the topics themselves were not attention grabbing. People didn't get the reasons why they should be going to those uh, those events. And, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't talking about Facebook. I think I was talking about um, marketing automation and also um, even streaming, live streaming and why you should need it for your business. But, um, the calls to action and the the copy around the marketing for these events was pretty lame, I've got to say. Um, so, uh, and it wasn't it wasn't up to me. So, um, so therefore, I think the problem is that 
you know, you really do need a strong call to action. Doesn't matter whether it's an email, whether it's a live event, whether it's a podcast. You know, you and I just before this podcast, we, we were spending time coming up with the name for this podcast because it's got to be a good name. Otherwise, you know, it will not do its job. Yeah, because if we were to just tell you guys that um, the biggest problem in the online space is actually lack of respect, you might not have wanted to tune in, which is exactly what we're about to talk about. But hang in there with us because you're actually going to like the angle that we're coming from. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's let's dig into today's um, topic. You know, we, we we called it an alarming digital trend that needs to stop. And uh, why did we come up with this little uh, little uh, topic today, H? Well, we got a couple of um, – well, we got an email that came in that we were both laughing at and it sort of triggered this whole, I guess, brainstorm, brain dump between you and I about things that we're experiencing. And before I go into that, I equate it to the whole metaphor of road rage where you get into your car – and suddenly you're driving in your car and a lot of people change. They're in this box of metal and they suddenly feel invincible and they get aggressive and they get angry if somebody cuts them off and they completely become another person. And that is exactly what we're seeing. Not only have we witnessed it, but we're, all of our colleagues and peers are witnessing it as well, um, is the fact that people change when they're on, on their devices and they become very disre- disrespectful and, and a truly different person. Yeah, it's fascinating to see that. You know, sometimes we call it trolls and we'll dig into these types of people soon too. But, you know, I think it's the the fact that they're hiding behind a screen, that they're not there in person. Like, I really don't think these people would say this. You know, like Road Rage, if you're walking down the street, you wouldn't be doing what you do in the confines of your car. Um, no. Same with this. People are feeling like they're safe behind a terminal or a you know, a phone screen that they can do what they please. But realistically, it's getting out of control. It's, it's just getting worse and worse. And uh, it really does have to stop. And that's why we're doing this episode, guys. It's more an awareness. We really, we want you guys, if you're, if you're feeling this, if this is something you're seeing, let's use this platform together as a way of changing, making change. You know, it, it does, it has to stop. So um, do you want to just go, start to go into some examples and stories and things yeah, we've let's witnessed? Do let's do it. Okay, cool. So the first thing is, actually, I'm going to have you pu- pull up our mate uh, Laura's email there. I love this. So the first thing is email unsubscribes. So um, to, to set the frame around this, when you as an individual sign up for somebody's email list, um, nowadays with spam laws and everything, it's quite difficult to get on on a list unless you opt in, unless you're signing up for the list. So you would have signed up originally. And that's not an invitation for you to then um, go back and abuse the person who's sending you emails because you asked to be on their list. So there's some interesting ways around, I guess, uh, one story I want to quickly bring to mind that happened to us is that this guy emailed us back. We sent out just, we just literally emailed out our list and we said, Hey, here's our latest podcast. We told a little story about it. We weren't selling anything, you know, we're like, here's our, here's our stuff. And it's from Andrew and I, and the same guy opted in to get um, an audio book from Andrew and I literally less than 30 days before. So within the month of the time we sent out this email, and he's emailing us back. Like, why are you emailing me? How do I know you? Do you know me? <laughs> And it's just, it's interesting. So I think the thing I wanted to bring up with that is number one, 
is pay attention to the list that you're going on. And if people are emailing you, you don't have to be rude in exchange. You can simply opt out. So, Andrew, I want you to talk about this cool little way of, of you know, illustrating opting out. Yeah, this is um, from our friend Laura Francis, and a big shout out to Laura, who's um, who's uh, got some great stuff as well. Her Laura Francis kick us online content marketing. Uh, go and check her out. But her, she sends out emails all the time, and. This little um, piece at the bottom, I just love because this is her to a T. You know, she <laughs> says, click on the link below if you can't handle how often I email. If you think I'm too outspoken or swear too much that I'm not professional enough or you just simply don't love me and what I'm all about. You shouldn't have anything coming into your inbox that doesn't make you happy. So by unsubscribing to this email, you will unsubscribe from all of my emails, including from paid program emails and it also means that you'll no longer get the really cool free stuff and ask kicking messages i share about business and life consider this your warning and then she says oh and yeah you need to do the unsubscribing yourself don't waste <laughs> your time or mine asking me to do the work for you if you want out it's all up to you sugar click here to unsubscribe so she puts it in a way to say you know stop being lazy don't just um hit the reply button and say unsubscribe me this is why these emails have the ability for you to unsubscribe and not only that it it's just disrespectful it'll take you one click to do it from there but for us to unsubscribe you from an email it doesn't mean we just click on that link we have to go in the back end often and go through where you are what who you are find you and then go and do it that way which really is you know it's a it's to be honest with you, a waste of time doing that. And this is exactly why we put the unsubscribe there in those emails. You can do it from one click from your email right then and there. It's probably quicker for you to do that than write us an email to say, unsubscribe me from your emails. Love it. Yep. So unsubscribe. And also for those of you that are intrigued now by Laura's opt out message, uh, absolutely. A lot of email programs, you can create and craft your own, you know, and you, you, you should, if you want to, if that sounds fun to you, then go ahead and use your personality and create one of your own. Yep, definitely. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing I want to add to that too, by the way, is that we've got um, we've got a you know we've got a digital traffic institute, which some of you are members, and we'll have people who sign up, and we might give away a free month here and there, and uh, they'll sign up for the free month, and we'll let them know that we're about to charge them when their month their free month is up, you know, and we'll get this all the time. People will get up, they'll sign up for it, and then they'll get our emails and they'll unsubscribe but they won't know because they've unsubscribed from everything. They'll unsubscribe yeah. from uh, the email that says, hey, you're about to get charged. If you don't want to get charged, click here. And uh, we give that email out three times at least so because we don't want people to be unhappy. Mm. Yet because they've unsubscribed from our emails because they didn't listen or read the information in the first place, then they're getting billed. They're like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm getting billed for something I don't even know about. Well, you did know about it. You clicked on the button that said, I agree to all the terms and conditions and I understand what I'm signing up for. Um, and then you know, then we've got to go through a chargeback scenario uh, through PayPal because that's our payment gateway. But um, you have another story about a payment gateway processor, which we read re recently too. Hey, do you want to share that one? <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I'm so... We, we're going to give a big shout out to a guy named Ryan Lee who wrote this email, um, which I applaud him for doing so because this chargeback issue that we're talking about is a problem. Um, it's a problem because it if you get enough of them as a business, then your whole payment gateway can get shut down. Mm -hmm. That means you can't transact or collect money. And we're not trying like the long, I think longer the days passed when there's a lot of scam artists online. There still are, but not like there used to be. So we're genuine business owners that are working really, really hard 
to deliver good content. And so when we get somebody that um, again, back to this disrespect space that basically instead of emailing you back and saying, Hey, um, or, or looking through their statement or trying to find you another way saying, Hey, you know, I noticed this charge. I don't know where it came from. Can you shed some light on this? Instead of doing that polite thing that you would do if you were face to face with a human being, they get into their road rage box and then they basically go to PayPal or eWay or authorize net. I didn't authorize this charge not thinking about the repercussions that's happening to the business owner by doing it that way. And and they're the person that signed up in the first place. So Ryan here sent out an email and the subject line is, I'm naming names seriously. And the first sentence which sucked me in was, there's a famous saying that customer is always right. And then he proceeds to talk about how after 17 years of you know becoming an expert, working really, really hard at growing his business, he went out of his way to give this guy a payment plan um, because the guy came to him and said, I really want to sign up for your, your training and uh, you know I just can't afford it. And then Ryan bent over backwards to give this guy a payment plan. So he went into his own payment processor and set up a, um, you know, a payment a plan just for this. Yeah, yeah. one off, which, which could take like an hour in some cases. Yeah. You know, it takes a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> To give this guy bend over backwards, and then this guy's emailing him all the time, and um, you know, and he's he's answering all his emails, and we've experienced this too, Andrew, where we will time. you know do our absolute best to help somebody, and then they they go to do the chargeback thing, and we're like, what? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so same thing happened to him, and so he actually ends up naming this guy, puts a post on Facebook, and then he links to his Facebook post from this yeah, email. But, but before like, that, before that. Yeah. No, I think you missed an important part. So this well, guy, this guy pays two payments of ninety-seven dollars. Yeah. Okay, he pays yeah. the first payment. Yep, no problem. Then pays the second payment, and then he decides to um, opt out. And not only does he just say, "Hey, look, I'm not going to pay anymore," he actually puts a charge back in because he gets all the help that he needs. He actually mm-hmm. puts a charge back in with PayPal to say, "I want my money back from all of the money that I've spent, which is the two lots of ninety-seven dollars." Yeah. Now the other thing that really is annoying is not just it's not just a chargeback. PayPal charge now ten dollars on top of the money you got to pay back every transaction you have to refund. So now Ryan Lee not only bent over backwards to make this payment plan for this particular person because he had a hard luck story about why it wasn't going to work and why he couldn't pay the one off fee that everybody else was paying, but now Ryan's have to put pull out $20 from his own pocket and pay PayPal in order to pay this guy back on top of the two lots of $97. So it's just rude that, you know, we we bend over backwards. And as you said, we're all business owners. We're trying to make an honest living. We're trying to do our best. We're creating content. We're spending a lot of time, money, learning this stuff. You and I spend hours and hours and hours every week learning what's going on so that we can share our knowledge with people Mm. that are out there and asking for our um, advice. You know, we spend a lot of time learning a lot of stuff so you people don't have to. And I'm not saying you people, but, you know, in this case, you know, we, Ryan spent all this time and effort trying to help this guy because he generally wants to help him. And uh, and he goes back and puts this charge back on there. It's just ridiculous how me- the small mentality uh, is all about, it's all about them. Like the, the small, this person, this client, let's call him a client. It was all about them, not not thinking one second that uh, Ryan spent a lot of time doing work for this guy just to make him uh, accommodate his needs. I think it's great that he took a stand. And like, it just I'm going to do a quick sort of parallel. We're looking at schools, for example, right now. So my partner has two teenage boys. I know you have two boys. 
And I found something that's very disturbing in, in schools around, at least in the Western countries that I've come across. A lot of parents now actually think it's the responsibility of the school to teach their children manners. And it's literally known and said, and, and like, and then if teachers teach the wrong value or wrong manner, then the parents sue. Like it's gone out really? of control, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I've heard loads of stories about this. So, um, there's because cause of the breakdown, I think, of how we as a society are, are raising children, on, you know, du- especially with double working parents. I'm not mm-hmm. there's no blame there. I think it's just highlighting an issue that this sort of lack of, of respect is now more widely accepted mm-hmm. rather than people that are taking a stand and saying, no, it's got to stop. Mm-hmm. So I think with this whole online space, the online space, e-commerce, online selling is going to increase it's already increasing it's not going anywhere so we we've got to work together guys and like if you you know if you're getting charged and you're not happy about the charges instead of doing a payback go to the person or find out who's doing that and be a human you know be have manners go to them and say hey you know guys i see you charged me what's this for find out Go about it the real way and then if you guys as business owners are getting these chargebacks then take a stand you know it's not cool that this is happening especially if you've legitimately had terms and conditions and people are buying through your site because if we keep allowing stuff like this to happen it's just an ugly trend do you think uh let me ask you a question do you think that um this trend has come from dealing with no no face or nameless big box sort of stores Mm -hmm. you know you go you go to a bank you know especially in australia you go to a bank and you don't know who the bank manager is you'll probably never know who it is um because it's just a faceless organization and you know you go and call up somebody on the phone these days and you've got to go through seven hours of waiting and pushing the right buttons to get to the right department only to be cut off and do it all again you know and sometimes you know i guess people look at organizations that like ours that are small business owners and they probably think well these people aren't going to answer the phone it's probably easier for me to just put in a charge back or, or a uh, complaint some other way rather than actually getting on the phone and calling the business and saying uh, is that the owner wow that's different you know maybe I can speak to you because most of the time 99.9% of the time there's humans behind all these businesses that can deal with your situation um, yeah. and and it's funny that we're actually getting surprised with good customer service you know yeah I, I, I tell people about good customer service and I'm surprised about it these days. I shouldn't be because it should be the norm. But it's it's. Uh, I'm not saying good customer service is not the norm. I'm I'm saying that we're getting surprised that we're getting good customer service, which is not, which is funny. Yeah, kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah, really. <laughs> I think you brought up a good point. I mean, that whole thing of the digital era has put up. You're talking to a computer screen. Yeah. You know, you forget that there's a human being that's actually typed that email, that's sitting behind that chat box, that's there, that has real issue, you know, life problems, and they're, you know, they're real, they're there. So, um, having that screen in the way of you between the two of you allows that rudeness, I think, to come up in that same way of road rage. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Speaking of rudeness, um, you know, trolls and online bullying and um, these incessant rude comments are huge and Mm -hmm. are scary and are bad and happen everywhere online from blog posts to YouTube channels to social media to Instagram, you name it. Yeah. Um, What's your take on on that? Have you seen anything interesting? I think you were telling me a story about, what was it, some guy that was being abused or abusing somebody else? Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the troll, the whole that whole abuse stuff is, you know, it's completely different. Um, if people had to do that in real life, 
they wouldn't be doing it. You know, if you were like, there's consequences. You know, if you're in a if you're in a uh, situation where you disagree with somebody in real life, you know, there's potential consequences to escalating that disagreement into a you know a confrontation or some sort yeah. of personal insults. You know, you wouldn't be you, you you could be sitting there going, well, if I confront that person there, I might get my ass kicked, <laughs> or I could get thrown out of a venue, or I could get embar- embarrassed in front of all my peers if I carried on like I would online, you know, and, and there's, there's, you know, stories, you know, lots of stories around the internet where things like the one guy, a young kid called this uh, lady, female professor, an old dirty so-and-so, um, and then suddenly he went back and apologized and everyone's like, well, what happened there? Well, the internet grabbed hold and found out who his mother was and they sent all, they, everyone sent the same, you know, tweet or whatever it was that he sent to this, this professor to his mother. <laughs> so oh. he suddenly had to deal with his mother because it was a real life situation. It was a consequence, a social consequence. You know, there's a guy, there was a boxer who didn't do too well in a fight and this guy was just hassling the crap out of this poor boxer and the boxer <laughs> turned around and said I've just found out where you live and published the guy's address online and said I know where you live here's your address expect to see me soon and suddenly oh I'm very sorry I didn't really mean that you know and this guy was full on harassing this boxer who didn't do very well but this poor boxer that's his life he's been a lot of time training and then he had to cop this troll but as soon as the situation turned to be something where you can't hide behind your computer screen anymore, then it suddenly becomes a different story. And I think that's what's happening. This, we're, we're building up this ivory tower, this fortress inside our computers and our phones where we think we can hurl abuse and be safe from it. And um, you wouldn't act that way if it wasn't the case if you were doing this in real life. No, no, exactly. And we just said, I think, in the last or a couple of episodes ago, I was telling a story about how um, in social media, it, it kind of goes to another direction as well. It comes from just trying to get business from people. Like you don't, people are now getting accustomed to finding you on say LinkedIn or, or Facebook and sending a message and saying, Hey, do you want to like do business with me? And mm-hmm. they there's no relationship there. It's kind of the same way. It's just the flip side of the coin. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's forgetting the fact that there's a, a human being there. And the fact is that you need to build a relationship. And if you're dealing with a real person, like you're saying with confrontation, normally you have a confrontation and it stops, whereas online you can keep bowling and bowling and bowling because it's not a direct face-to-face. I saw this funny quote the other day. Um, it said, normal person plus an- an- anonymity plus audience <laughs> equals total dickhead. <laughs> oh, my God. Meaning people can, people can be a normal person, but you had um, you had the ability to be anonymous in front of an audience and you can be a real jerk. So uh, I thought, yeah, that's pretty, pretty clever because that's how some people really are. So on a quick other little story about that, what you were just saying, um, there's also the help desk that is online. And this is another one I wanted to bring up. So you guys would have seen it. There's like chat boxes if you go to a website and it's like, hey, how can I help you? Um, or a help desk. So if you click on get help and then you file a ticket, yes, there are human beings that answer those. <laughs> and I have to bring up a story because I'm I'm somehow connected to an old client email. I, I you know how when you set up an email address and it forwards on to yes. multiple emails from there. Yeah, I'm still getting the forwards from an old client that we haven't worked with in years. And um, so they they use this particular email address that I still see um, when they do their help help chats with a specific software company uh-huh. and I am blown away at the rudeness that they like for this poor help person. 
Oh, really? <laughs> they do. And I know this is not a one-time only case. Mm. So the other, whenever I talk to help desk people online and I'm just like, hey, you know, can you help me with this? I will always at the end of it say, thank you so much or how's your day or hope you have a great evening. And I've had some of these people come back and say, I can't tell you how much that means that you've just said that to me. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, once you know, once you're on the other side of it, you can see how important that is, right? Yeah, so I guess guys just, you know, I, and I know some of you might be guilty of being a bit naughty, you know, and hopefully we've we've gotten you think a little bit about the, you know, how you can engage and interact online a bit more polite. Um, and for those of you that are on the flip side and have copped the abuse, then um, don't cop it, you know, stand up and say something about it. I'm really, I love what Laura puts in her emails. I love what Ryan um, had said in his email. That's why we're doing this podcast. We want to you know, for those of us that are legitimately in business working really, really hard to bring in the buck, uh, it's worth standing up and saying something about it. Yep, definitely. Okay, so let's face it. The amount of marketing information available is crippling businesses to make informed decisions. Are you one of them? Before you spend another dollar on the next shiny object, ask us if it's worth it first. Stop the overwhelm at Digital Traffic Institute. Become a member now at digitaltrafficinstitute.com forward slash special and come and hang out with Andrew and myself. All right. So let's just recap on what we spoke about. We spoke about email unsubscribes. If you're going to unsubscribe, do it through the do it through the system, the right channels. Don't don't bother writing an email back to someone with a nasty, why are you sending me all this sort of stuff? You know, yeah. if you're going to do a charge back, maybe ring the company and say, hey, who are you and why are you charging me this sort of stuff? I'm not sure where I got this charge from. You'll probably find a human at the end of the line that can actually explain it to you rather than put the business <laughs> through hell going through chargebacks. <laughs> Love and, that. and don't be a tool or a troll, I should say, <laughs> or both, a tooly troll. Um, both. It gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere. Um, and realistically, if you are dealing with people that are in the help space, just be nice to them. Be nice. They're doing a job. They probably didn't weren't the person that put the wrong button on the wrong place where you didn't want it. They're just there to help you. So don't abuse them and be nice to them. Anything else you want to add to this? No, I just think um, hopefully this this little morsel of 30 minutes, about 30 minutes or so that we've just shared with you helps you just think a little bit differently of the very next transaction that you're going to be doing online. If you want to share a story about how you've uh, seen a nasty troll or a disrespectful person online, share it in the comments on the uh, at the bottom of this podcast. This is number 113. You can find it at uh, autopilotyourbusiness.com you look for the podcast tab and you can find us there Heather I think that's a wrap that's a wrap you guys we'll see you online thank you everyone <laughs> see you later bye all passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelt securely fastened ladies and gentlemen this is the first officer speaking on behalf of your captains Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business you are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we play again, happy travels.